Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. People, all the workers are in the house, and anybody I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at Sons of Liberty Media.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel, the Allah. Warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here uh, this afternoon. And I know some of you guys are surprised. I don't know why. You know, my intro is a little different. You know, it's the <laughs> how I put it out here. This is how we do it down in South Carolina, right? Uh, and anyway, I'm filling in for Bradley. They are on the road. They are traveling. Oh my goodness, Colorado to Escondido, California. I think Bradley says they have something. Tomorrow night or the night before or the next night? I, I'm not sure about all the itinerary. I don't get a list of it, but he asked me to let you know that they had left. They left Cal- uh, Colorado, and they are headed to Escondido, California. So be in prayer for them and their family as they make that journey. They're, look, they're practicing what they're preaching. They won't go make it easy by putting a mask on their face, a muzzle on their mouth, okay, and submitting to tyranny. That's what we're going to talk about here in this hour but they're willing to go and, for lack of a better term, they're willing to suffer because 18, uh, 16 or 18 hours, I believe he said. No, he said uh, 800 miles. So, yeah, that's about 16, 16 hours or so. 18 hours, something like that, to drive instead of a, what, two-hour flight, something like that, hour and a half from Colorado. So, yeah, they mean what they say, and they're doing that. So be in prayer for them as they travel out to Escondido. If you'd like to check us out online, please go to sonsoflibertyradio.com or, or sonsoflibertymedia.com. And if you're listening on GCN and you would like to join us on the video platform for the radio show, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com, scroll down, top video. You'll see that we're going uh, live right there, and you can click and enlarge it. That's right. You can see the faces made for radio. And then you can click on the video and join us in the chat. We've got all our friends in there. It's good to see you guys. Some of you guys I'm missing in the morning, i got to tell you. Uh, but I know it's, it's really early for everybody when I come on, but it's great to see you guys in the afternoon. You can click on that and join us. Also right above that or right below it is the morning show we had. Um, Michael Peruca was on, 2004 presidential candidate. And, boy, he is just a joy to talk to. He really is. If you missed that show, you'll want to catch it. That's right up under where we're going live uh, today. Right above where we're live is a place where you can subscribe to our email newsletter. We don't email, uh, we don't spam you. We don't sell your email to anybody. We don't rent it to anybody. Uh, you get one email from us a day, so sign up for that. You get all the articles we have at sonsoflibertymedia.com. And then if you agree with our message and you would like to help us out, we don't ask you for money. We, we just... Nobody's comfortable asking people for money. If you agree with the message, you want to help us, and you're able to help us, okay? 
there's a donate button at the top of SonsLibertyMedia.com. Please click on that and make a donation, or you can become a monthly partner with us as a son or a daughter of liberty. Again, that link is also at the top of SonsLibertyMedia.com. And then our store. Uh, and in our store, we've got lots of product there, lots of great conversation starters, some equipping tools, and this little gem that came out last week which is Rebellion of Tyrants is Obedience to God t-shirt. Some of you guys have seen Bradley on the live feed. He wears a shirt that's similar to this, and it's got the seal that was proposed by Benjamin Franklin for the United States seal, the picture of Moses uh, and the children of Israel standing on dry land, the pillar of fire in the background, and the Egyptian army drowning in the sea. And again, I say this is a warning to all of those people who might be listening to the show. Yes, we know, NSA, you're listening. When you mess with God's kids, he's paying attention. You don't have to deal with us as much as you have to answer to him. And let it be a lesson to you that Pharaoh's army learned it the hard way, okay, uh, by hardening their hearts against the God of Israel. And so, just uh, check that out. The Rebellions to Tyrants is Obedience to God t-shirt. Uh, the back of it says, When the Lord sent Moses to face Pharaoh, saying, Let my people go, it was not a request. It was a command. That Exodus 9-1 is there on the sleeve. And I tell you, there's some, there's some really sharp shirts. You can get them for 20 bucks, And if you're over an XL, they're 25 Okay, Just letting you know, that's in our store now. You can pick those up today. If you want, sorry if you missed the uh, the discount we had going on last week. But if you got in on that, you got a deal. You got some got some money off on it as well. Let me take you over to a couple of things because we got a guest online now. I, I and just to let you know, we're going to be talking about this new declaration the Church of Jesus Christ has put out. Okay, and in my opinion, it's probably the most important document that the church has put out in at least 300 years, okay? And people that I'm passing it on to are saying something, some things very similar to that. This is very timely. This is very poignant that this comes out, that the church says where the civil magistrate and also where the people who hold office in the church get their authority and their jurisdiction that they have to use that authority, okay, and where that authority ends, because too many people today think Washington, D.C., or whatever country you're in, that's locking you down, telling you you have to wear a face diaper, telling you you have to get a, an injection, you have to stay six feet apart from people. It tells where your authority is. You as the individual. And the authority for civil government, for the church to lock you down, for the sake of, quote-unquote, public health, make you wear a mask, criminalize you because you don't go along with their virtue signaling and everything else, they don't have that authority. You have the authority to determine whether or not you want to cover your face. You have the authority whether or not you want to take an injection. You have the authority in whether or not you're going to submit to social distancing and the like. Okay, And we're going to be talking about that in the coming hour. In fact, in the, in the next segment here, we're going to bring on Jason Garwood, uh, he's, they've put out a new, actually we've put out because we're all signing this called the Warrington Declaration on Medical Mandates, Biblical Ethics, and Authority. And we're going to go through a couple of these things. And due to the commercial breaks and everything, we're going to kind of have to consolidate it. And I'm sure Jason's going to be great at doing that, but you'll want to hear him. And I got to tell you today on the David Knight show, he mentioned it and he took about 15 or 20 minutes to go through at the end. He thinks it's great too. I think it's great. I think you're going to be encouraged and inspired by this. Hang on, and we're going to cover that in this hour. SunsLibertyRadio.com, SunsLibertyMedia.com. Call in 1-866-582-9933, 1-866-582-9933. back. Hello, friends. This is Bradley Dean, show host for the Sons of Liberty Media.com. I have a couple of friends over at 1360 KHNCAM that I believe are selling a product for the good of the people that they are serving. It is called My Kind CBD. It's a local Colorado based company that uses no pesticides, no herbicides. 
It is completely organic with no heavy metals. All their products are CAO certified. That's right. Independently lab certified. The prices are the best in the country. Friends, go over to the Sons of Liberty Media.com. Go to the right side of the page and support my kind CBD. Order today. Bradley Dean and the Sons of Liberty are fighting the good fight of faith to make sure that freedom is preserved for our posterity for generations to come. Through our radio program, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, and our media website, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, we are reaching the masses both nationally and internationally with the message of the gospel and the truth of our biblical and constitutional heritage. At SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, you will find out how to book Bradley Dean to speak at an event near you, how you can support us in reaching America with this uncompromising message, and how to become a son or daughter of liberty where you can financially support the work of the sons of liberty on a monthly basis and join with us in this fight to restore our nation check out sons of liberty media.com as well which has all the important news and information going on in the world today there you will find the black and white truth without all the lies you'll see in the mainstream media sons of liberty radio.com and sons of liberty media.com informative easy to use and a little fun too two sites that will change your life visit them today Stop aging now. Restore those joints. Boost your strength. Because it's official. Nutramedical has released the most exciting, powerful anti-aging supplement on the market. Dr. Bill Deagle's Red Deer Velvet DR has been approved by the U.S. Patent Office. Imagine stem cell rejuvenation all in one capsule without huge expense. Dr. Bill MD discovered that as an unborn baby grows in the mother's womb, he or she does not deteriorate or physically age. Red Deer Velvet DR, like the uterus, provides 300 biomolecules and six hormones protected in one special DR. DR capsule that delivers lipid packages directly into your circulation. This patented technology bypasses the stomach and is released into the small bowel unaltered by digestive enzymes and stomach acid. Remember, Red Deer Velvet DR. Improve endurance, stimulate your immune system, increase learning ability, and even improve sexual libido with Red Deer Velvet DR. Click NutriMedical.com, that's N-U-T-R-I Medical.com, or call toll-free 888-212-8871 and get on the road to a newer, rejuvenated, happier you. Liberty. If you would like to call in, if you've got a question for our guest uh, that we're going to bring on, Jason Garwood, uh, you're welcome to call in, 1-866-582-9933. Please stick to the topic. Okay? It's not Chinese buffet. We're sticking on the church's statement. It's a biblical statement against medical tyranny, medical mandates, and all these kinds of things. It's very important because so many people are not only, as we talked about this morning, constitutional constitutionally illiterate as well as biblically illiterate and uh so with that said i want to bring on jason garwood uh jason uh has spent his career seeking to both understand and apply the biblical worldview to every single area of life do you understand that guys i know a lot of people think it's just oh i asked jesus in my heart and boy i'm going to heaven and i love jesus and they think that's it they don't realize that god has something to say about every single aspect of our life, so much so that the Apostle Paul said that whether we eat or drink, we should do it for the glory of God. So if that isn't getting down to the most minute thing, uh, nothing is. His aim is to help pastors and churches be better equipped uh, to engage in the Great Commission, which is what Ephesians 4 says that all those gifts are for, by teaching Christians how to find their individual purpose in the kingdom of God and learn how to identify and respond to cultural idols. Uh, he's been at Cross and Crown Church in Northern Virginia, which was established in 2017. He is first and foremost, I, I, you know, I like to put it like this. He's first and foremost a husband, then he's a father, then he's a pastor, okay, uh, to this church. And uh, they have, he has come with several people, and I've signed on to it. We've had, I think Nurse Kate has signed on it. Dr. Kerry Madej has signed on it. Mark Steele, some of the people I've had on in the mornings have all signed on to this. It's called the Warrington Declaration. And uh, with that said, I want to welcome back to the Sons of Liberty, just this first time in the afternoon, Jason Garwood. Hey, man, how are you? Hey, Tim. Good to be with you again. I'm doing well. Excited to talk more about this statement and the declaration, um, and especially this issue of authority. Yeah, you know, this is one of the things I watched the brief um, 15 minutes or so that David Knight did at the end of his show today, and he was covering that, and he loved 
what was being said. You could tell, he said, this is not the wimpy stuff that's come out by Franklin Graham or Al Mohler or any of these Robert Jeffries or any of these these guys who have been speaking as though they're speaking on behalf of God, the Bible, or the church. He said, this, you know, this thing is really something. It's very defined and uh, it speaks about the limitations. So I thought what we would do is we would kind of hit this preamble in this segment. We would hit the first section in the second segment and the, third, and the uh, second section in the final segment because you've got a preamble to this thing, and then um, you say what your where, where the authority is, and this is both an affirmation and then you have denials about certain things. And so let's hit real quickly this, and I'm going to try to give you as much time as I can to speak, but just kind of hit a couple of these things in the preamble here. Uh, you're addressing this mainly because of the rise of COVID-19, the tyranny that's been enforced, and things of that nature. And so you guys wanted to hit on biblical ethics, authority, and medical mandates. And of course, uh, they didn't have the Rockefeller system of health back then. But uh, one of the things that you point out here is you say, uh, due to a pervasive lack of theological and biblical understanding on these issues, which are where the authority comes from for anybody to do whatever they do in their particular jurisdiction of authority, um, you're saying a lack of theological and biblical understanding on the issues, coupled with a tendency to over-attribute power and jurisdiction to the state, oftentimes churches have defaulted to almost reflexively acquiescing to whatever government health agency statements are made and the policies they put in place. The legitimacy of the sweeping powers attributed to the state is either simply presumed or reinforced with scant or faulty biblical support. Powers are assumed to exist unless explicitly denied, rather than regarded as absent unless firmly established in Scripture. And as a result, rather than leading on these issues, pastors often become little more than mouthpieces for government health agencies and are then used by these same agencies to help carry out their bidding. The reasons given for following such policies and mandating them in the local church are not typically justified by a well-rounded and systematic understanding of the whole counsel of Scripture on authority, what it means to love one's neighbor as oneself. Instead, the rationale given is usually disjointed, unbalanced, and confused, and to that end, the warrant and decoration on medical mandates, biblical ethics, and authority was created in order to provide clarity on these issues moving forward to equip local churches and their officers in providing clarity on where they stand and to assist individuals who are being mistreated in their churches as well as, as we, excuse me, in their churches with a well-ordered summary of belief in this regard. Now, Jason, what specifically stood out to you and to others who were, who were putting this document together uh, with regard to, hey, we need to sit down and hammer this out and put it in writing what God says about the civil authority's authority, what the church has as authority, and what the individual has as authority. What, what was the specifics that you can think of that drew you guys together to actually put this on paper? Yeah, sure. I mean, the, the main thing that really pushed us all along is we were all thrust into this new experiment of lockdowns and medical mandates and mask mandates and so on and so forth. So like, like our listeners and like you, Tim, we uh, experienced something new. It was really unprecedented for anyone in our, you know, their generations, uh, the past, even within the past 100 years. Uh, uh, you could go back, of course, people talk about the Spanish flu and so on, but for all of us, this is sort of a new thing. We, we've taught, we've had viruses, we've had these things that have uh, happened to, quote-unquote, to us. Um, this one seems to be questionable with, with uh, Dr. Fraudchi, as I like to call him. Um, so we, we all experienced this unprecedented thing where we were told to stay home, you couldn't go to work, you have to wear a mask, uh, and, and it became really this disruptive thing. And, and economic ramifications came along, and then, of course, churches just sort of sat by and said, okay, I guess that's what we have to do. And for us, that was really the, the problem. Our church uh, never shut down. Um, we don't do masks. We highly recommend you not get the vaccine or any vaccine for that matter. And so we were kind of confronted with, okay, this is the reality. We have churches who are just bending over and kneeling before Caesar and saying to the CDC, whatever you say goes, fine. You know, we're not the medical professionals and so on. And we sort of defer to these ostensible professionals 
And, and, and I'm sounding the alarm and saying, you know, you're only listening to one segment of the me- medical professionals. There are a whole lot of wonderful doctors out there, naturopathic doctors, uh, folks I've written about in my book, Health Fall of Life. Amen. People we, people we can learn from that are, they're doing, they're uh, teaching us a better view of the human body and how we need to nutrify our body and, and detox our body and energize our body and all these things. So, so this was kind of a whirlwind for us when we, when we looked each other in the eyes and said, why, it seems like the world is going crazy. What are we supposed to do? And so we sort of had to kind of go back and say, well, let's apply some biblical principles to this. Who is king and lord? Is it Caesar? Is it the state? Is it the, is it Congress? Is it the president? Uh, or, or is it Jesus Christ, who has all authority in heaven and earth, according to Matthew 28? So all of, this thing, all of these things were just swirling around, and we stopped and said, look, there's a lot of ramifications that are not being talked about here. You know, suicide rates, there was a lot of discussion for that, uh, about that for a while. Um, economic disaster. Uh, inflation as a result of printing more money. And so there's all of the, it's not just about a virus. Um, I always say, look, you know, the, the virus didn't do any of this. The government's response to the virus is what did all of this. And so that was really the impetus behind wanting to get something like this drafted. It's stuff we've written about, um, some folks in our church have written about, and we've interacted with others about it. And we just wanted to say, look, we need to put our foot down now with the authority of King Jesus and say, no, this is not, this is not going to happen again. You know, everybody's talking about the Delta the variant and, 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 oh, we got to go back to the masks again. And I'm just, no way. No, people need to stop the nonsense and go back to the scriptures and go back to basic principles of natural health. You're created in the image of God and so forth. Um, so all that to say, yeah, that, that, that's really where the statement came out. Uh, us trying to apply the scriptures to this huge, massive problem of government encroachment. Yeah, the problem is not the health issues. The problem is the government encroachment. You're exactly right. And then, you know, in, in some of the conversations and, and things, and I heard that, you know, with David Knight, some of the quote-unquote faces of the church that get promoted uh, in the media, they're willing to go along. They're the useful idiots in the church. And I, I say that very straightforward. That's what they are. They're just like the Mockingbird Media. They're being used to promote that agenda, and it's a, it's a demonic agenda. It's not, it's not one that honors Christ. But I, I got to say, if you're a person listening, and, you, and you're in the last day's madness and dispensationalism and all this stuff, you're going to be really challenged face-to-face with the fact of whether you think Jesus is really king and the church should be pushing the crown rights of King Jesus in every area of life, following the Great Commission, and teaching the nations to obey all that he commanded— Uh, Boy, you're going to want to buckle up for this one because we're going to bring that to you in just a little bit. If you want to call in, 866-1866-582-9933, sonsoflibertyradio.com, sonsoflibertymedia.com. We'll get back on the other side of the break. Hang on. take steps to keep the people we love safe. But some health risks are easy to miss. Ticks hiding in the yard can spread germs that can cause Lyme disease and Rocky Mountain spotted fever. Mice searching for sources of food can spread bacteria and disease. Mosquitoes breed in standing water and can transmit illnesses like West Nile virus and Zika virus. Cockroaches are drawn to water in the home and can leave behind allergens that trigger asthma attacks. Stinging insects attack in defense of their nests and send more than half a million people to the emergency room every year. Household pests are a threat to our health. Learn what you can do to protect your family at pestworld.org. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. No new deaths are being reported in the South Florida condo collapse, but 150 people are still missing. No new fatalities have been confirmed, but we have been able to notify each of the 11 families who have lost their loved ones. That's Miami-Dade County Mayor Daniela Levine-Cava. 
Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis adding they will continue to search until everyone is found. Texas Republican Congressman Mike McCall is convinced the COVID-19 outbreak started with the leak from a Chinese lab. He claims the nation's government is covering up the truth. McCall telling a select committee on Tuesday there is evidence the pandemic started earlier than some believe, pointing to an uptick in hospital visits around the Wuhan Institute of Virology in September of 2019. USA Radio News. U.S. troops in Syria are forced to defend themselves from the USA Radio News West Coast Bureau. Lance Pry explains. U.S. troops in eastern Syria came under rocket fire on Monday night, shortly after President Biden ordered airstrikes against Iran-backed militia groups embedded in the Iraq-Syria border region. Colonel Wayne Morado, a spokesman for the U.S.-led mission in Syria, said U.S. forces responded to the rocket fire in self-defense by firing back at rocket-launching positions. From the West Coast USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. President Joe Biden heading to La Crosse, Wisconsin to promote his bipartisan infrastructure agreement. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki explaining why the president chose Wisconsin. The place where we felt we could highlight the benefits, uh, talk directly to the American people, uh, people of Wisconsin, about uh, why this bipartisan package is, is a good deal for the American people. Biden flipping Wisconsin from red to blue, winning the state by just around 20,000 votes. This is USA Radio News. Hey, everybody. If you've ever thought about heirloom beans as a storable survival food, I've got great news. In fact, I'll bet it's the best news you've heard in a while. Here's the thing. We've just received a fresh batch of gourmet heirloom beans, survival soup beans. These beans are gorgeous, highly nutritious, and above all, with no hesitation whatsoever, the best tasting beans in the entire world. The best part? We've dropped the price by 33% this week for listeners who know higher food prices are coming and want an inflation hedge you can actually eat if you want to. Gets even better. With your permission and with a high regard for your health and well-being, I also want to send you two pounds of what we think is the single most underrated superfood in the world, period. Go to SoupBeanSurvival.com. That's SoupBeanSurvival.com. And discover the real reason we're giving this unusual superfood away at SoupBeanSurvival.com. That's SoupBeanSurvival.com. Welcome back to the Friends of Liberty. If you want to call in and you got a question or a comment or something like that, we'll be happy to take your call. 1-866-582-9933. 1-866-582-9933. All right, before the break, we set into the, the um, preamble to this Warrington Declaration, and there's two sections, so we're going to take try to cram each section into the, the next couple of uh, segments here of the show. Let me start it off with this. Jason referenced this. Uh, the Great Commission, Matthew eighteen nine, or excuse me, Matthew twenty eight eighteen through twenty says, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, "All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth." Now, for those of you who think the devil's running the show, do you believe Jesus or do you believe whatever you come up about the devil running the show? Okay, he says, "All authority is given unto me in heaven and in earth." Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost teaching them to observe all things whatever whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the earth. Amen. And then over in 1 Corinthians 15, one of my favorite passages of victory for the Christian, a very encouraging passage is from 15, 1 Corinthians 15, um, 21 through 28, where it says, For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead, for as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. For every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits. Afterward, they that are Christ at his coming. Then cometh the end, when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power, for he must reign. Now, that's, a, that's something that's going on in the present here in the first century. He must reign till he hath put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death, for he has put all things under his feet. But when he saith all things are put under him, it is manifest that he is accepted, which did put all things under him. And when all things shall be subdued unto him, then shall the Son also himself be subject unto him that put all things under him, 
that God may be all in God. And one of the things, uh, Jason, that you guys dealt with, I mean, the first section here is all about authority. So let's, let's cut down to some of that, and let's talk about this issue of authority. Who has authority, and where do they have authority to do whatever they do? Well, sure. The, the very concept of authority is only something we can derive from the fact that God is and God exists. So we, pre, we presuppose as Christians, as far as the revelation of God, that God's an absolutely self-conscious being. He gives meaning. He imputes meaning and purpose and, and dignity upon the earth. Uh, there's a distinction. He's the creator. We're the creation. So all these presuppositions are really things you have to have in place, understanding that God himself possesses all knowledge and has had all knowledge from eternity. So there's no—nothing could be added to that. Um, he, he is perfectly infinite. So everything that we experience as a derivative uh, of God's creative handiwork, everything we experience, everything we see, the objects of the universe— um, basically, Van Til says, that, you know, in the last analysis, we have all of it rests upon the revelation of God, and so we look to His Word as authoritative. It is authoritative. It is the Word of God. Jesus said, "Your Word is truth." And so we don't we don't look to the CDC and say, "Well, they are an authority," and and but Jesus is over here. Well, now they may have some authority. Maybe I would argue they don't. Uh, that, that's a different conversation, perhaps. But but all authority has to be basically rooted in the person of God, and God himself has revealed himself in the person of Jesus Christ. So from his birth, that's Isaiah chapter 9, all, uh, you know, you know the passage, unto us a child is given, and the government, that is the rule of the universe, shall be upon his shoulder. Uh, of the increase of the government of peace, there'll be no end. Daniel 7 has this wonderful vision of the Son of Man coming to the Ancient of Days, so that's not Jesus coming from the Ancient of Days to the earth to be king someday. That is Jesus ascending to the throne. He has a kingdom. He has authority. He has power. Colossians chapter 1, same thing. Uh, even chapter 2, he talks about disarming the principalities and the authorities and the powers. And so the Bible right. is unashamedly clear that all authority and all power is rooted in the fact that Jesus Christ is King and Lord. So everything then, because of that, has to be rooted in him. Everything, he is the integration point. Uh, so we all have to cut the RK. Uh, he's the connecting point of all things. So uh, authority really is, is always on a leash, whether that's the federal government, a state government, uh, even your local county board of supervisors, their authority is on a leash. Um, ultimately, they're responsible to Jesus Christ, who is king. And, and Psalm 2 says that they're to bow before him. They're to pay homage. They're to kiss the sun. Uh, lest he be angry and they perish. Uh, so as far as authority is concerned, that's why we really wanted, you know, all of us who, who were had a hand in this to affirm that all authority in heaven and on earth from the very lips of Jesus is bestowed upon God the Son. That's Jesus Christ. So that's, you know, if you don't start there, then you're going to end up delegating authority somewhere else. There's always going to be an infallible person or a principle or a power that's there. And if it's not the God of the Bible, then we have to trust in someone else, whether that's man or institutions of men. Um, if, if, if Christ isn't king, then someone else is going to have to be king. Uh, and they're going to really make sure that they do their best to try and force subjugation upon you. Yeah, well, it's the old, it's the old slogan um, that's out that you're either going to be ruled by the Bible or ruled by the bayonet kind of thing. You're going to submit yourself to God or submit yourself to the tyrant. And I think most Christians get that Jesus is supposed to have authority. Most get that. And even, even if they believe, you know, the devil, you know, the world's going to hell in the handbasket, we're in the last days, and all this kind of stuff, and, uh, and the devil's in control of the world and blah, blah, and they have something like that, they'll at least go back and they'll, they'll have to try to reconcile their differences here. But they'll say, yeah, Jesus is king, he's, he's the one who has authority, blah, blah, blah. But they somehow don't get that to where it's practical for them. It's just an affirmation of something they've been taught. And I think that's got to get root in some people, but I think the majority of professing Christians would at least acknowledge what Jesus said. He has authority in heaven and order. Okay? Right, right. And it has to mean something. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that has to mean something, too, because authority itself is what we call covenantal, meaning yes. that everything is rooted in God's covenant with with man and with his creation as the creator, as the transcendent one. So 
all of these delegated authorities that we see in Scripture, whether that's the family uh, as an institution, the church as an institution, the civil magistrate, the state, which does have authority to bear the sword to punish evil, that's Romans 13, though people, again, confuse that passage. Um, but we, we want to say that it's covenantal because it's only connected to God and His authority. That's right. Now, what I wanted to do was I want to jump over here, and I want to kind of go down through some of those things in the next uh, four minutes or so that we have. Uh, you, you say that you affirm that the civil authorities are legitimate, uh, and that's in, in number nine here. In number 10, you say they have lawful authority to punish civil crimes like assault, murder, rape, theft, fraud, man-stealing, false witness, and ensure proper due process through the civil courts, payment of liability, and verifiable uh, proven harm and proportionality of punishment, and that Christians should obey them uh, or obey the biblically lawful instruction commands of earthly authorities to the extent of their proper God-ordained role in jurisdiction. I think this is where the trouble comes in for some Christians, uh, Jason. They don't know the restrictions of the jurisdiction, and they don't know how to respond to it. They're timid. They're, they're like timid sheep that they don't want to rock the boat, and they don't want to be confrontational. They know something's not right, but they're willing to go along just so there's not a fuss. And I think that's what this, this statement is trying to get people out of that, to say, no, you don't submit to these things. You actually call your those who are in authority who violated the, the restraints of their authority, you call them to repentance in that. Yeah, absolutely. So we, we do want to affirm the civil magistrate does have these authorities laid out in Scripture. Um, but we're talking about the principle of jurisdiction. That's why the understanding covenant theology is important. We're talking about uh, jurisdiction for authority and where it is and where it isn't. And really what we're trying to emphasize here is that the, whether you're forcing someone to put a mask on their face or forcing them to take the jab, uh, whatever the issue is, uh, that's just not an authority that's been delegated to the magistrate. And this is a point of contention for a lot of Christians, because they don't have the categories. Either they don't have the categories, uh, or maybe they do have some categories for this, but they're maybe not sure why if something feels off, something's not right, as we think about uh, lockdowns and mass mandates and stuff. But maybe they're not sure, but that's really why the document exists, is to clarify what those things are. You, don't, you really don't have passages in Scripture that give authorization for a magistrate to shut down and quarantine people uh, for biological contagion. And, and Leviticus 13 is a, is a passage that's often misunderstood um, by even Reformed folks in my camp, uh, uh, sadly. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad that you gave me some correction on that, too, because I, I needed that, too, and so I was thankful to read that. Now, we've got a, about a minute or so here. You say in the document here that you deny the only reason uh, one may lawfully disobey an authority as if they are commanded to sin by that authority. Now, we may have to carry the idea over, but go ahead, and I'll stop you if we got to go into the break. Give us some examples of that. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's uh, it's not just if they cause you to sin, though that could be the, the case. You know, they may um, ask you to do something that's totally, entirely unlawful, um, you know, in terms of lawfulness of, of God and His Word and His law. Um, but that's not the only reason. Uh, that's why we say it the way we do. We deny that the only reason one may lawfully disobey an authority is if they are commanded to sin by that authority. That's not the only reason. Uh, there are several reasons why you may disobey something from a civil magistrate. Same thing in Scripture. Rahab's a great example. Or Daniel. You know, Daniel was told not to pray. Um, would, he, would he have been sinning by not praying in a, in a certain fashion? I, I don't think so. Uh, he could have prayed in his head and quietly in his corner, but he went home, threw the windows open, and prayed, and deliberately disobeyed the civil, civil magistrate. So we have to dispel that idea because it's, it's really popular. Well, they're not causing me to sin. Well, there's more to it than just that. I agree. I agree. All right, we're, we'll try to pick up a little bit on that and then jump into Section 2, which is the application of medical mandates on the other side of the break. You want to call in, last chance to do so, one 582 9933 Sons of Liberty Radio.com, Sons of Liberty Media.com. Be back on the other side. 
At the Sons of Liberty, we are in the trenches doing what it takes to protect our liberty. If you are already supporting our work as a son or daughter of liberty, we cannot say thank you enough. All we do is made possible by the generosity of faithful supporters like you. Together, we are having a positive impact on the future of this country we all love so much. If you have not yet partnered with us financially, we ask you today to consider becoming a son or daughter of liberty. Call one 866 that's one 866 Or online at sonsoflibertyradio.com Be a part of the team that brings responses like this This is Richard Mass, attorney with Liberty Council Bradley Dean and Sons of Liberty Radio are on the front lines of our culture war And I am proud to call them brothers in arms What America needs now is more people telling the truth regardless of the cost Bradley is one of those people Become a son or daughter of liberty at sonsoflibertyradio.com Sonsoflibertyradio.com Do you want to give you and your loved ones premium nutrition right now? Hi, I'm Jamel Bookaboo from TeamGaday.com and the GCN Longevity Health Team. Get your premium nutrition formulated by world-renowned naturopathic doctor, Dr. Joel Wallach at Wholesale, or also become a distributor and earn income while supporting this broadcast. Go to TeamGaday.com via the shopping cart or contact form, and I'll get back to you with support personally. That's TeamGaday.com with Longevity. TeamGaday.com. Yes, the pandemic is coming to an end. Restrictions are coming to an end. But body aches and pains never seem to end. That's why you need to click sunny-bay.com for the best sleep you can get. Sunny Bay's legendary products can help, like our lavender stress-reducing products, locally sourced and handmade in the USA. Or try Sunny Bay's award-winning pillows for traveling or extra neck support while sleeping. No need for pills or expensive chiropractic visits. Our neck support pillows are that good. Sunny Bay is a homegrown, small business, but our products are designed and rigorously tested based on your demand and feedback. And they make great gifts for mom, dad, or anyone. Find Sunny Bay products on Amazon, Walmart, Etsy, or at sunny-bay.com. And right now, get free heat patches and a belt with any purchase. So remember, Sunny Bay heating pads, neck pillows, and stress-relieving hot or cold wraps as restrictions come to an end and you get back to work. Do it the healthy way with Sunny Bay. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I helped thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. All right, welcome back to Sons of Liberty. Final segment here, one 9933 if you want to call in. And uh, we're here with uh, Pastor Jason Garwood of Cross and, or excuse me, Cross and Crown Church in Northern Virginia. And uh, he and a team of other Christian um, elders and such throughout the country, it isn't just, you know, some guy out there writing this stuff down. They, they all gather together, including our friend, our mutual friend, uh, Gordon Runyon, who is also a contributor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com when he gets a chance to write. And uh, you guys have put together this this uh, Warrington Declaration, Jason. And um, let's let's kind of move into this second section where there's an application to medical mandates, whether it is a mask mandate, whether it is a social distancing, whether it is uh, you have to quarantine, whether it is you have to have some kind of poison or gene-altering substance pumped into your body. What have you guys put out as far as what the authority that the civil magistrate has in this? Because I don't really see any. <laughs> um, but you, you've listed a lot, of, a lot of examples here, a lot of things within this as how it applies to medical mandates. Let's, let's tackle this in this, less, in this last segment here. Sure. I think the main thrust of it is just trying to lay out, for one, are there any biblical things that are um, maybe tripping us up? And if if there are biblical passages like Leviticus 13 and 14, do we need to reevaluate those? What is the leprosy talking about? Is it biological contagion? Or is it something that's fundamentally rooted in the Old Testament and the, the uh, law of God as it pertains to Israel being a holy nation and God's laws of of uh, what is considered holy or clean and that which is unholy. And that's really where we landed in, in starting this discussion. 
in saying, no, Leviticus 13 and 14 does not give the authority to the civil magistrate to have unqualified and, and legitimate jurisdiction over managing, quote-unquote, public health. So we started there mostly because that seems to be the passage that a lot of Christians were confused about, and they were saying, no, 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 the priest came, and, and there's a quarantine. They went outside the camp, and well, well, guess what else you went outside the camp for? <laughs> if you touched a dead body, or uh, if you ever had a uh, crushed testicle, or if you had a woman who had a, a discharge of blood, perhaps a menstrual uh, issue. So th- all of that's rooted, though, in God's prescription for Israel that's already been abolished. We know that aspect of it has been abolished in Christ. He came, he died, he's our perfect lamb, and now we're in him as a greater high priest. He's the Mel- Melchizedekian priest, and we are not in the Levitical priesthood anymore. Now, so if there are any principles, we're just simply saying that there's no principles that give the magistrate authority to quarantine anyone, um, especially uh, because of Leviticus 13.13, 13, which I believe is sort of the nail on the coffin. You have a man who's covered from head to toe in white leprosy, and he was declared clean. So the issue, as Dr. North has pointed out, isn't so much biological issue, but ju- uh, judicial issue. Has Israel been sinning? If they've repented, then they can be right with God because of the way the temple system was set up. So a lot of Christians are confused about that, and I, and I don't know why it's, it's so so hard, but we really wanted to make sure that people understood in that section why there's no biblical precedent to allow the state to manage something that is supposed to be managed by the individual and by the family. Well, it shouldn't be hard to understand, Jason, but I, I really do believe, and I think you and I had some conversations off air before, that this idea of dispensationalism, and I'm not going to go over it here, but if you want to look that up, you can look it up. I think that's had a tremendous impact on the church because you go to a lot of the the churches and they want to stay in the New Testament. That's all they want to stay in. They never, they really don't get into preaching through the books of the Old Testament and doing what Jesus told the disciples after his resurrection. He opened their mind to see that Moses and the prophets and the Psalms, all of them speak about me. That's what he said. And the people don't know how to go back and look into those things and say, oh, I see I see Christ in that. I see Christ in that. I see Christ in that. And from my perspective, that's where the, the Reformed Church has really um, been a tremendous strength. It's been a strength in our history, that's for sure, in going back and pulling that out and showing Christ in all of those things that were shadows and presenting him to the world as the substance that's there. And uh, I think that's why a lot of people don't really get what you're uh, talking about concerning the priest and then relating that over in the New Testament and how those things are done away. They kind of go, yeah, it's done away with, but it's done away with the point I don't need to go back there and deal with it. And that's just, to me, that's foolishness because you're disregarding what Paul says was the the whole counsel of God at the time. It was the, it was the scriptures that he pointed back that said they were for our benefit. Yeah, all scriptures God breathed. Um, it's profitable for teaching, for training in righteousness, for rebuke and reproof, and and it's so that we can mature as God's people. You know, if you were to ask the average person today, you know, what, is it, what does it mean to be a spiritual person? And you might get the response of, yeah, I, I pray a lot, I read my Bible, I go to church, um, you know, those sort of things. I obey the government, <laughs> some might even say. Um, but it's actually, uh, there's actually a very biblical answer in First Corinthians 2. Paul says a spiritual person on a krena, it judges all things. He judges all things. He assesses all things. And so spiritual people are people of maturity who look around the world at God's covenantal world and say this, not that, this, not that. And they look to the Bible as the authority to make those distinctions. And, but you're right, you know, Jesus goes into the temple uh, area and he talks about its impending judgment in AD 70 when Rome would destroy it for their rejection of himself. Uh, he, he, remember he says to the, uh, to some of them who were standing there, you know, tear this temple down and I'll rebuild it in three days. And he was talking about the temple of his body. So Jesus sort of reverses everything. If you want to get close to God, you got to go to the temple. And there's layers to that. But now in the New Testament, we understand that Jesus is the temple. So we are now going out from the temple. We are going out from the people of God to be the people of God. And so um, some of those categories kind of get messed up. But we, we really try to provide some helpful perspective on that so that we can get these issues right about whether or not the government can restrict your free movement of your family. You know, there were times I got rejected down in Norfolk, Virginia. I couldn't order food at Chipotle because I didn't have a mask. 
And I thought, well, I guess this is the new segregation. And they all sort of just stared at me. Wow. <laughs> you know, who, how dare this person come in and have control over his own health? Um, it's amazing, <laughs> yeah. though. But, but those are just practical examples of why, the, you know, there's no authority for the government to enact these sorts of things. Yeah. Jason, we got a caller on the line. Uh, caller, are you there? I don't have a name for you, but uh, are you there? Hello, caller? Hello? Okay. All right. If you're not paying attention, I can't, uh, you know, I can't take your call. Sorry about that. All right. So we got a couple of minutes here. If you want to call back, call back. But if I call on you, I don't have a name. So I just wait, <laughs> waiting to catch uh, whoever that was. All right. So, um, Couple of these things. You talk about the, the the liberty that we have, and I know I can hear people. And we talked about this before. I've and there's a lot of points, guys, in this particular section. Let me just scroll down for those who are watching by way of video of the video platforms. There's a lot in this section. In this second section, I encourage you to read it at WarrentonDeclaration.com. That's WarrentonDeclaration.com. If you want to uh, check that out. But some of the big things are that I see is near the end here because we've seen uh, judges tell uh, police they can go in, they can take a child from the parent and because they don't have a certain vaccine, and they can vaccinate them and things of this nature. we got about uh, two minutes here, so do you want to kind of address that issue? Yeah, th this issue of medical kidnapping is really a problem. Uh, it's something you and I have discussed before, and it's uh, it's something that's really personal to us. But I'll, I'll share this again. I think we talked about it already. But um, you know, people who forego cancer treatment, chemotherapy, they, they they see that for the for the fraud that it is, uh, the scorched earth policy, where you just you know kill everything in, in its path, and then hopefully you'll be fine. Uh, people, parents who want to forego that with their children, oftentimes will find themselves in legal battles. Perhaps a judge who wants to to take the children from them. Uh, simply because they might choose something like chlorine dioxide and, or, or nutrition or, uh, you know, UV uh, light therapy, red light therapy, things like that, that we know do work, in fact, in curing cancer and so forth. But it all, it all sort of ties together into this huge grip, this noose around the neck of America, which is the pharmaceutical companies who are pushing pills and, and formulas and chemicals left and right. Um, but we need to be careful and say, okay, what is the jurisdiction? Well, the jurisdiction isn't the state. The jurisdiction is the family. And so we have to be careful and avoid the extremes of, you know, utter negligence of, of you know, this belief that, well, if you just pray, things will be fine. Uh, should we pray? Yes. But we're people of faith, too, and faith is action. So let's take appropriate course of action, educate ourselves. But then there's the other extreme of, well, this, the nanny state's going to do what the nanny state's going to do, and that's control everyone and everything by um, making sure that they're taking care of their bodies. I mean, we don't see the state going around making sure you're not eating too many cheeseburgers at McDonald's right now. So well, why do we need them to tell us to put something into our arm or what to put on our face? And, and all these personal decisions are, in fact, personal decisions, and you have the authority and the jurisdiction from God Almighty to take care of that yourself, and no one is to tell you otherwise. That's exactly right. Jason Garwood, thank you so much for joining us today, man. I appreciate you doing that. If you guys want to check out this decoration and put your John Hancock on it, go to warrantondeclaration.com. I'll have up a link to that in an archive on socialmedia.com later on today. Be back with you in the morning. This is Lord Willing. See ya. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNLoans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNLoans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNLoans.com. That's GCNLoans.com.